world's greatest superhero collection, featuring Batman and the other half of the dynamic duo, Robin. The Hulk, that green superhero, is fully posable. Falcon, the winged superhero. Shazam and Iron Man. The world's greatest superheroes collection. Each superhero action figure sold separately from Mego. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who is scruffy looking? Less. I wanna buckle up, baby. Smash you. Hey guys, you ever see that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? They got your weakened feet covered. And you? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 262 of The Sith List. I'm Mirage Dolit Shahi. By the way, I got Malik saying Dolit Shahi. He says it better than some of my close, close friends. That's great. The man, the myth, the legend, not Malik, but Carlos. Who are Guaya? The man we call Crunch Crunch. Mr. Les. Would say Dolit Shahi properly, but fuck you. You said it properly. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) You said it properly. The man that we call the king of all pods, King Tom Chansky. What's up, buddy? I barely know how to say Strothers. You're telling me. (laughs) (laughs) Back again, our friend, our compadre, Randy. What's up, buddy? Nothing much, guys. Thanks for having me again. Hey, we love having you. I love being loved. Speaking about love being loved, Eric Strothers. How you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. I'm just happy to be here amongst the legends that are the assemblage of this cast. <laughs> We're legends now, but legends is not in, like in a Star Wars way. They're going to get rid of us and not make us canon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or, or just pick some of us for when they need them. Be like, yeah, I like that. That fits right. now. Let me take it. Right. Exactly. Speaking of legends from, from someone that came from legends, um, King Tom, I am deep into Thrawn. Ascendancy, uh, I think it's called, or alliances, Thrawn alliances. With, uh, is that the two timeline one, one where he's with Anakin, and then the other one where he's with Vader? Yeah, and Padme has a whole storyline and all that. Yeah, that's yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I just don't like how they portray Anakin. He's very whiny and very pissed off constantly. And I, I guess that's, yeah, I guess that's what we see. Yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. It's a very entertaining book, especially later on in Thrawn. Thrawn is dealing directly with Vader, and there are several times when you think Vader is just going to choke him out. It's so tough. Listen, we've talked about this before. It's so tough listening to other people do Vader. You know what I mean? I don't mean mm-hmm. that in a sexual way. Voice-wise, well, Thrawn's it, just a badass. You know, spe- speaking of, of Darth Vader, I was, I was driving, 
and I saw this black sports car. It had like a Sith bumper sticker on the back and said, you know, uh, there's a, there were a few Sith and Empire logos on it. Right. And the license plate was Darth VD. Ooh. Darth VD. Which I get what they're trying to do, but this, it doesn't quite come out that way. No, definitely not. No. no. It, it's no. kind of like me trying to get the Sith list on my plate and they gave me syphilis. Exactly. No. Exactly. <laughs> Can't believe no one like cued him in on that. Yeah, one would think, but then maybe maybe he is a real Sith and he's a bit of an asshole. So they're like, yeah, you go for it, Darth VD. <laughs> Fucking Darth, no friends. Someone say something. How's everybody doing? Boo, I'll start with you. Yeah, no, no, I'm good. Everything's good. Everything's coming up. Strathers. Good. <laughs> Not for me. I had a rough 24 hours. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I honestly don't think I've ever seen you so stressed as this afternoon here, like pre-podcast. Right. No sleep Yeah, and no show notes hardly and nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. The thumbnail was on point though, right? Mm-hmm. The thumbnail was done before. Yes. The thumbnail, I had it prepared. That was good. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I was very proud of that thumbnail too. But uh, yeah, the show, I, I couldn't put that thing out there until like 3.30 in the morning. Wonderful show. We're going to talk about it li- a little bit later. But uh, the process of me putting out that reaction video was not wonderful at all. But it's worth it. It's the grind that matters. Les, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm actually doing really good. Uh, I got to hang out with my nephew today. So Oh, that's oh, cool. That's nice. You went to some cool museum, right? Or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a gym. Uh, I will say this right now, Raj. If you need, when Malik gets to that stage where he's into jets and fighter planes and just air anything in the air take him to the march air i've air, been there air Force Reserve Museum. wow where is that wow. at awesome uh moreno valley ish moreno valley okay yeah like california awesome and it, it is the groupons for it too okay yeah, it's very cool very good to know so it's like all old military equipment but they're that go in is decked out it's huge bigger than you think and then they have two hangers that just have historic like the authenticity is ridiculous the way they curated it look I, a lot of people are into like military uh like vintage military stuff they got mm-hmm. stuff from like both sides of world war ii like all three sides they got all kinds of cool stuff like wow. i was able to hold one of the guns from the b-17 oh super shit. fortress and the guy's like no you're holding it wrong you got to look through the iron <laughs> sights and i'm like so how do i do that all, you got to squat and how, so how heavy was thing, that thing? And it's uh, it's eighty five pounds, which is nothing yes. to me. For less, um, oh, oh okay, oh, less oh, loves oh, his body. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. No. Yeah, my, we, my bad, right, Randy? Yeah. Dude, you won't stop talking about it. So like we go out to drink a few beers and hello oh, to Sal. By the way, thank you, Sal, for coming out and hanging oh, out with yeah. us. We had a great time. Les the whole time talked about his body, and it was really annoying. Are like, you get fucking it. You serious? Yeah, like, <laughs> like un- unprovoked, mind you. Yeah, like we're just sitting there. And he like he first of all uh, kissed his biceps twice. That's you gross. Fucking- and he didn't even think that I saw. <laughs> that's but I saw. disgusting. He was just trying to act like he was smelling his armpit, but he was actually kissing his bicep. He wanted everyone to see. We all yeah. saw. Well, he stood on the table, Randy. That was kind of a giveaway. Yeah, no, like someone was talking about like they were stressing about something that was going on with their job, and we're all listening. He's all, by the way, and he like leans in. He was like, flexing "Oh my the whole god, time. man!" Yeah. You- right. It's like, dude, we get it, dude. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you you're in really good shape. Less, let it go. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> We we get it. You have dealt. Yeah, that, that whole that, that seven slices of pizza I ate shows how much of a great shape I'm in. <laughs> that pizza is fucking good. That's yeah. That's fuel for your awesomeness. 
All I'm going to say yeah. is with everyone, if we do have a celebration, one of those nights has to be spent at Brewery X and you guys got to get that pepperoni arcade pizza. Maybe we do a live show. I don't like pizza. What? We only have it was always pizza time. That's not American. Yeah, pretty much. I thought it was always pizza time. Dude, I love pizza. No, he's messing around. Oh, okay. Just being stupid. I'm 90% pizza. (laughs) Me too. I think I've eaten pizza three times this week already. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I get a pizza every day. Is that his (laughs) nickname? I could. I could could every day. (laughs) What did you say, Eric? (laughs) Nothing. Uh, damn it. Okay, Tom, you doing well? Yeah, uh, I'm down for the pizza thing as long as it's not the type of pizza they make in the Midwest. I'm good. Oh, okay. So you're not into the like Chicago style pizza? Well, that's Ohio. not a pizza. That's a casserole. But I mean like this. <laughs> pizza is like a saltine with some really nasty cheese and a bunch of ketchup smeared on it. Oh, yeah. No, no, that's, that's what. Gross. And a, a saltine is, is a thick crust here. That's, There's wow. some places it's like you're eating a playing card. But oh, I tell wow. you what, at two in the oh. morning when you're a little buzz, I'll, st- I'll eat a shit ton yeah, of this. That, that playing card is probably just good enough. <laughs> Rick, we have some damn doing? fine pizza I'm around where I live, man. Doing so well. Doing yeah. so oh, Eric, you said you have some damn fine pizza over there? We do. Uh, you know, it's. Um, I realize that it's to each their own. And there is a St. Louis style pizza that, that a lot of people who come in from out of town are like, nah, dog, it's not my bag. It's a uh, thinner. It uses like um, Provel cheese, a lot of it, uh, okay. but it's good. It's an acquired taste. My wife hates it, but uh, like there's a, there's a joint just, I don't know, like 15 miles from here called Roma's that may possibly be some of the best pizza I've ever eaten. And I dude, I've eaten pizza all over the country. Oh, wow. Pretty good. Well, there you go. There you go. Eric, you doing okay? Buddy, I'm great. With the exception of the fact that we still have not finished moving all the crap out of our old house. We were over there at the old house moving stuff over the past weekend. I did not have a gig. And at one point, I go upstairs and Amanda's just sitting on the floor, like literally crying. She goes, there's just so much left. I I know. I I told you. What are we going to do? And let's, you know, I keep hoping a meteor will hit the place while we're gone. <laughs> it hasn't happened. I mean, I even painted a sign. Welcome our alien overlords land here and still <laughs> headquarters here. This is make sure your insurance covers that sort of thing, Eric. Yeah. yeah aliens. Good point. Jeez. Yeah, no, I, we know how it is too. Yeah, exactly. Bomb, but I'm bomb, bomb. Dude, it was great though. Cause I pulled up to my house <laughs> at, uh, uh, it's, it was my old house at like 1030. Right. So it's not like it's late at night. It's early. Not have my son with me. We get out of the box truck and my neighbor across the street at the old house who had actually introduced himself to me and like apologized for all the noise, which I thought was pretty cool. Is oh. turned looking down at the end of the block, flipping somebody off and yelling, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, man, I'm glad we moved. This is, but I did want to tell him, hey, bro, when you see a for sale sign out in the yard and I, there's people over here, can you rein that in? Can you just like hold that in? So, you yeah, did tell him that? No. Uh, no. I was afraid he would turn and flip me off and say, fuck you, motherfucker. Fuck you, motherfucker. Me. Yeah. Because, dude, my, my son would have gone over there and kicked his ass. Oh. Henry's a brawler, man. Is he? Right on. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're gonna have to edit out that uh, quick little farmer's insurance we just did. So, why we're not getting paid? 
Oh, I see. <laughs> we don't work for free. <laughs> really? Because we've been for 262 episodes, we've been doing it. I've been well, getting at this checks. point. We would guys. appreciate Farmers Insurance to give us a little uh in a little, in t- a little bump <laughs> in today's market. And I'm sure Randy would be able to tell us this is what you do is you do that first one for free to hook them and show them the influence oh. that you had on right. their bottom line by doing it. And then you solicit them for payment. So I say we keep it in Les, How's that gold gym sponsorship right. going? He's right. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. He's you guys probably Thank didn't know this, trying. but the logo, that's actually his silhouette. Yes. <laughs> this is bad, dude. This is so bad. <laughs> well, let's get into this, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you stopping by for 262. Catch us on YouTube for our reaction videos and breakdowns and reviews. This week we did what if. Catch us on our website, the Sithless.net, where you we have the entire Sithless catalog. If you are feeling ill one day and you want to feel worse, you can listen to all of them. <laughs> Go to T Public and uh, check us out there. We got some shirts left. I think there's a, there's one or two left over there. Um, and uh, other than that, um, I think we should jump into the box office Suicide Squad number one this week. But unfortunately, it didn't do as well as people thought. The original Suicide Squad that came out, I think two three years ago, made 133 million dollars for the opening weekend. But that was pre COVID and pre HBO Max. So give it some slack. So um, I guess we can talk about it, but let me round out the uh, top five for you here. It was a Suicide Squad, obviously. The Jungle Cruise, 15.8 million. That's pretty solid, actually. Then Old, 4.1. Black Widow, 3.9. And Stillwater, 2.8 million. So that rounds up your top five. Suicide Squad, I'll give my quick non-spoilery review. Felt like it was... A Quentin Tarantino comic book film, which sounds pretty freaking cool. <laughs> I thought everybody was great in it. I thought Sylvester Stallone as the shark stole the show. He was phenomenal. He's like Groot on steroids. And I thought it was done really well. It was fun. And, and the only thing that was a little off for me is I walked out and it just, it didn't compel me. I, I wasn't ever like on the edge of my seat. There was a shit ton of action and it was done super well. It's super gruesome. And it was super stylish, but it just, at the end of it, I didn't feel like I do after like, I know William, I'm not trying to start shit, but like after an Avengers film or after certain Marvel films, but it doesn't mean it wasn't great. It was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Took Lorena. She thought it was silly as shit. She said, literally, those were her words. That's what it was supposed to be. And James Gunn, you can tell, wanted to be, he wanted the whole thing to be silly. And it was just, it was great. I would definitely recommend it. So, uh, Randy, what'd you think? Yeah, I liked it. It was good. I, I was, uh, mentioning to you guys when, after we watched it, I'm not compelled to watch it again, Mm -hmm. but it was an interesting movie. I do think like the one thing that's really unique about this flick is it's the first time that I can think of that there's been like a legitimate reboot slash sequel. And you can see like a clear definition between one person's interpretation of it unfettered and then another person where they have like notes getting in the way the only other like example i can think of that's kind of like that is like spider-man 3 versus what sony's doing with venom now Mm -hmm. like you had the venom where everyone was trying to mess with it and make it something the director didn't really care about it and Mm -hmm. then you have this one where it's just centrally focused on it and 
when you have like the director's vision there, just being able to kind of do what they want, you get cool results. I wouldn't call it Quentin Tarantino comic book movie or anything. I think that's a little high praise. Well, I know I'm not saying that if you gave Tarantino that script, it would have been a way better film. I'm and just saying everybody does. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just saying that it was kind of like an homage to me mm-hmm. to Tarantino. Not, not that he was trying to do that. It just felt like yeah. that. You no, know, big, big letters on the screen, uh, old school reservoir dog walk, yeah. uh, things like that. The Pixie song was cool that they had that in there. Soundtrack was very, very well done. Songs were cool. Violence was gratuitous, just like a Tarantino film. Very so that, that, that's, that's what I'm saying, the style. But. And uh, I really liked, uh, out of all the characters, uh, Ratcatcher too. Yeah, I mm-hmm. did too. She was phenomenal. Yeah. And her little rat was cute as hell. Uh, Sebastian. Sebastian. I saw Sebastian Bach today, by the way, on CNN. He's telling everybody from Skid Row, he's telling everybody to wear a mask and get vaccinated. It was cool. Man. Finally, somebody whose opinion on that we can value and trust. <laughs> Eric, that's exactly what I was thinking is why is Sebastian Bach on CNN right now? His uh, but the only cool thing about it <laughs> for right. a lot of people. Yes. That just but sounds the, like a bunch of monkey business to me. Ooh, nice. Well done. For Dude, when you're, I mean, I get that he's doing it, but like when you're slave to the grind, you just, you don't have time for that crap. Right. The only cool thing was he was wearing a rush shirt. So I was like, I respect that. And then that wasn't hate. a joke about one of their song titles. What the hell's wrong with you? It was a joke. You're you flipping it back on me. You didn't like say, uh, you, you know, you could have said some youth gone wild. Throw that in there. 18 in life there. That would have been fine, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. OK, you got it. I did. Well done with that joke. Les, what'd you think about it, buddy? Not Sebastian Bach, but. Suicide Squad. I hate you. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, I what I like is that it, it establishes this, and I said it the other day. It establishes that any director should be able to come in and utilize this as what it's meant to be as far as the comics go, which is a throwaway team. They're called the Suicide Squad for a reason. And for him to in 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 teams turn over what i am afraid of though is that some of the characters that have been put into this in the comics that have been put onto the suicide squad i really wouldn't want to see them go like we saw some of the uh like we saw in this other movie so i mean lobo's been on there uh red hood is on there uh connor kent superboy is one of the leaders of an iteration of the Su- suicide squad so it's like some you may not want to play with those, but anyone could come in and literally just make their movie and it should be okay. Yeah, it just gave, yeah, it was just legit comic book straight out. Just this is what you're getting. I, I like the energy, I liked that Gunn had the creativity and the freedom to just do his thing. And Harley Quinn, even though she's the side character, absolutely perfect. I mean, at one point, I was just like, wait a minute, this isn't Harley Quinn. Who, who's this person? And then something happens and you go, there she is. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly who I've been expecting. Where have you been this whole time? Right. And my favorite character is going to be uh, Bloodsport. Flat out. 
the name he's first of all. Stuck. And then Idris Elba is just I'm, I'm I'm glad he's in a role that he probably was happy to do instead of being stuck with Heimdall and hating that. Right. So yeah. Did you was his mask less? Was it like a, a Geiger influence on the bottom, like aliens? Yeah, it had that look to it. It was super cool, man. His whole thing was really dope. He's a, he was awesome. I like him way better than Will Smith in the last one. Yeah, but you know what it establishes? We're going to get a Will Smith. We should be getting a Will Smith uh, and Idris Elba. We should be getting a Deadshot and Blood Squad. Cool. Yeah. Suicide Squad. So hopefully yeah, that, that allows yeah, him exactly. to come back. Uh, right. And chem- the chemistry with Cena, I-, I have to say it. I don't really, I'm not really cool with John Cena, but it worked. Like yeah, it actually great. worked. And I'm like, okay, fine. Then I can, ex- I can roll with that. So, and the chemistry between him and Idris Elba was just awesome. Just and we got to see him in a banana hammock, which is which is great. Tidy whities yes, yeah. tidy whities Yeah. No, yeah. oh, wait, wait. That's that's racist. Yeah, he pl- he plays the uh, <laughs> antagonist. <laughs> he played the antagonist really well. He did. He did. He did. Yeah. And for everybody that does that scene and doesn't know that the post credit scene is a spinoff for a show on HBO Max that James Gunn is going to direct six out of eight in production right now. Boo, what's your take? Yeah. No. No. I I liked it a ton. Just the sheer insanity of it from from the get-go it's balls to the wall action instantly you know foot on the pedal you know other movies other people say you know it's pedal to the metal the whole time this was the whole time all the way to the end um the one the other thing that i liked is that it was a suicide squad everybody died everybody died yeah. So you really well, not everybody. We're not going to spoil it. I know, but but everybody dies. Everybody dies. So I I dug that a lot. I was like, yeah, this is this is the feel that I got from the name and stuff like that. That yeah, everybody is expendable. They're just kind of things. And the other thing that I loved is how you didn't know who was going to go. You're yeah. like, oh shit! You're like yeah. waiting, be like, I he could die. Yeah, that, that was that die. was she pretty could cool. Die. They could die. They all could die. So I thought that was great. There are some aspects at the end. Um, certain people losing it that I kind of didn't dig, but that's just that's just for me. Um, and I don't know. It I kind of like the idea of how I was thinking it was going to continue with a certain not core, but a certain couple of people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I I don't know how far that's going to go now. So you know, getting new people in there and, and more fresh blood and kind of just new victims essentially right. i'm i'm going to enjoy that a ton but yeah no but I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with this in the future i think this is something that they can continue for five movies and eventually have them be useful or meet up or something whatever the hell dc wants to do because they're they're going to have a team up mega movie at some point with somebody you know some group of justice league ness well well let's so, hope who let's knows ho- let's hope that because of the the money it made, it didn't make a lot. Yeah. Let's hope that they do another one because it mm-hmm. costs a lot of money to get those actors in. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And the production value. Let me ask you something. This just occurred to me. Mm. As you know, as everything's trying to open back up and we're and you know, movies are starting to make a little more money, but still right. not like what it was. No. How long before we start seeing that reflected in like what actors are going to be considered worth after this? You know what I mean? Ooh, yeah, great mm. question. That's sure. a very good question. A ton of money because yeah. sales for it, it, they make a ton of money off what they do. But right. as movies make less money, 
you know, how long will it be before that $20 million baseline is, you know, 9 million, that sort of thing. And do you think we'll see that shift or do you think we'll, it'll trend back upwards? Cause sometimes man, shaking up an industry is kind of good for it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was great for the music industry. And uh, so I don't know. I don't know. I just, it's, it's something that occurred to me just now. I, I think you're already seeing it a little bit with these superhero franchises. You're seeing more and more no names coming into the fold. Look, look at what Marvel's doing, right? Scarlett Johansson's leaving. They're bringing someone like Pew, who's not a, not an A-lister. Well, she's going to be probably after this. You look at some of the other casting um, directions that people are, franchises are going. They're, they're, I think they're trying to see if these franchises can hold with actors that aren't that famous. I think this is the, the era right now, the phase that we're in where they're testing the waters. Do they need a Tom Cruise? Do they need a Scarlett Johansson to have a movie make a billion dollars? Because so much money is being put into the streaming services now that I don't think there's a lot of money left to give these guys a ton of money. I mean, they could, but I just don't think they're willing to do it. Disney yeah. still is because they're getting Emily Blunt and The Rock to do a Jungle Cruise film. And that's not cheap. It's, I think it's kind of important to consider that these movies are an exception. And what could possibly end up happening is that those small, those small films that really can't survive in this climate don't get made. And where do these new actors, these guys aren't going to be the best actors forever. Where do the new actors like get their chops from, if not right. uh, mm-hmm. streaming services? Like, where, how do these careers even start? It makes you start asking questions about if it's even viable, if people have just got comfortable being watching streaming services, and how do you vet the people who become the big stars for these movies? Yeah, exactly. How do you get the next Tom Cruise, the, the next Arnold? Guys that you'd pay, no matter what the movie is, you'd pay to go see right. for that generation. Yeah. Well, it, but, but also in a similar line, you know, I always compare it to the music industry. One of the things that everything getting set on its ear and people making a shift from going out and buying physical media to first stealing all the music via file sharing, but then finally to either purchasing it digitally or streaming it all the time, you had artists who wouldn't have been able to make a living because they were never going to get recognized and signed suddenly start sussing out a, a, a better way to make a living doing by way less album sales because they're getting a cut of it. And that's when you have these acts come out of nowhere and suddenly they're a huge deal. And, you know, there's a chance that, you know, and then this is all speculation, But in a climate like this, a small filmmaker, because people are so keen to digest new things via streaming, that they could distribute a movie for way less money. They might not be able to get it in the theaters, but they can get it on, you know, insert streaming service here where more people would see it. But then again, I don't know what, you know, where the money is in that. But yeah, like even with... uh, like like Spotify, there's artists who get play nonstop and are still making crap for money. But you hear their songs all the time, mm-hmm. and you would so think crazy. they would be well off. So I think right. to answer your question, like their salary or whatever their payday is on a movie, has to go down if you consider where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I can tell you right now, man, I don't get paid a lot from Spotify streams. Really, I end up making like fifty to sixty bucks every couple of months. And on your music, on your music. Yeah. 
And when you consider the meager amount of plays I'm getting, and just so you know, most of them come from a a machine I have at work that just loops it Mm -hmm. on repeat 24 (laughs) hours a day. I'm just telling you, that's what I do. But it has, it paid for getting that record made finally, Mm -hmm. right? Six years later. But, but think about the people who are getting millions and millions and millions of plays and are getting Mm -hmm. pennies for it. They exist too. It's not just like a, it's a real thing. Yeah, it's totally a real thing. Yeah. Because I feel like it's logarithmic, man. The more streams you get, the less they become worth as a payout. It's like buying bricks. Just right. keep piling them on until they're free. Right. Jeez. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, that's, that's a good conversation there. I think the weekend started from YouTube and streaming, right, Les? And, and it became huge on YouTube first. Yeah, a lot of people have been doing that. So yeah. I think he was one of those. And then he ended up just like hooking up with, I think, Drake's crew up there. Drake's crew. OB, Drake Hurt saw his YouTube XO. stuff and blew him up. Yeah, exactly. All right. That's how uh, Akon and T-Pain also. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Dua Lipa. So, uh, excuse me? What would you say? Did you say? You know, you know. <sighs> I said Dua Lipa. I did. Kylo? I need time to recover. Get us some Star Wars news. It's time for Eric's Star Wars report. Well, you're not going to recover from this very fast. Everybody's dream to live in Star Wars for at least some amount of time, right? The Galactic Star Cruiser, the Star Wars hotel that we've been hearing about. Well, they announced pricing. Can't wait to go. And I've got news for you. Start saving your money. It's not for the faint of heart or the broke ass. Because <laughs> the broke ass. The broke here's ass. the deal, man. It's a basically a 48-hour experience. All right. From the time you get in till the time they tell you to get out. And it, for a family of four, like, for example, my family, it'd be right. about six large for the, Say what? the, the basic rooming room and board now you get there's a lot of stuff it's it's like jam-packed it's it's not like hey you're staying in a hotel figure out what you're going to do for fun they take up all your time but dude six grand for or that's just not realistic now is it is it all inclusive do you know eric i doubt um yeah well yeah so you get you get three meals a day Okay. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Bread and water followed by just water and then bread again at dinner with no water. But, uh, and it's access to, they take, they bust you to galaxy's edge in a spaceship. So it, Oh, I heard about that. It doesn't, it seems like, you know, you're living in it. You're living in it. And you know, I would think for six grand, they'd make all the patrons of the park dress up as star Wars characters in (laughs) galaxy's edge so that I'm getting my six grand. I I read somebody's Twitter. I'm sorry. I didn't know who this is, but he said if for six grand, they put it, put Harrison Ford in my bed. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. I mean, here's the deal. I'm not going to lie. If I had the money to burn, I would for sure do it. Absolutely. but at the same time, admittedly, looking at the pictures, man, it's 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 not this grandiose thing. So, it's literally like remember what Leonardo DiCaprio's character's room looked like on the Titanic? Mm-hmm. That's where you're at. Yeah. That's where you're staying. And everybody has to bust out the fiddle at night and uh, <laughs> you know, have your own party because play the jig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but dude, I mean, what do you guys think about that? King Tom, are you going? 
Um, you know, if I if I win the lottery, I would. But uh, as it is right now, if I have six thousand dollars to spend on a vacation, I'm going to take a week somewhere in the world and see the world. I'm not going to be locked up in a in a hotel cot with co- a bunch of cosplayers and you know yearning for the real world. Like it's, you know, it, you remember how. Uh, I think it was George said it's fake and in space. Well, this is fake, but it's not in space. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I, I have no problem with the, the people who are into that, the people who, who, you know, can afford to go, but it's just not what I would want to do with my time. off. And you're, you're there for three days. You don't get like a, do you get a real world break? Cause no, you don't. I, I, I wouldn't be able to the, the last day. Yeah. I, I do. I, I like. I legit. I think you get like uh like six hours or something. You just kind of do it. You you don't want to knit here. You can go like uh oh, okay check out the uh, park. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I heard the first like the forty first forty eight hours you're in there. Even the shuttle that takes you, you don't you don't have any windows. They don't want you to feel like you're you're in the real world. They want you to feel like you're in space. So they uh, they hide everything off. That would be an interesting psychological experiment. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, man, Disney's very good at what they do. We we talked about this on the motivators and cruisers thing was like, you know, what happens a couple of years in when you start to see all the cracks in it and stuff. I'm like, dude, that's Disney. They they their entire park business model revolves around the very idea you're talking about. But admittedly, you have to decide to believe you have to you suspend your own disbelief and go in there ready to experience it but another thing i happen to say on the motivators is that what would happen is you'd get some asshat like cruiser in there going <laughs> fake fake oh yeah for no, it mm-hmm. takes a certain personality type to be mm-hmm. down with that kind of like structure exactly yeah, yeah. And not yeah. Be like, exactly. dude what am i doing with my what this is 300 dollars right now and we're making mm-hmm. like faberge eggs or something dude it's like <laughs> <laughs> and, and you only get to eat a quarter portion. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Good call on the quarter portion, dude. <laughs> yes. Well done. Very well done. You're almost as big as that dude, too. Ocker plant, muscle wise. Almost. <laughs> Your forearms are right oh, there. Oh, no, muscle Dang. wise, dude. You guys. He's, yeah, he's bigger than They would give wise, him right. three quarters of a portion. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just take it. <laughs> three quarters. Well, no, while we're talking about Ocker <laughs> plant, uh, there's some comic book news involving Chewbacca. And, you know, is he going to rip Les's arms off? Oh, okay. That's where I was wondering where it was going. Wow. Yeah. Well done. That's but King big. Tom, are you, you're, you're hip to the comics, man. Are you going to read yes. these? Are you, of were you expecting what they're talking about? Um, kind of like, I, like you said, this is a preview for a, a book coming out either next, either next month or in October. And they're just, all of the current series are handling this war of the bounty hunters thing. Um, and right now, and we, I actually talk about this with uh, Luke and Rashad on a show for the Bad Motivators Patreon, if I'm allowed to say that. Um, I know Bad uh, Motivators aren't kicking anything back. Um, much kicking like farmers insurance. Just, just fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, they're, they, they're at a big party where they're basically bidding for the Han Solo and Carbonite and everyone is showing up. Uh, like Leia Lando and Chewie are there. Boba Fett's what? there. Vader walks in, and so yeah, there's going to be some people meeting up with people. Okay, wait a minute, time out. So they're saying this is canon that Vader is going to go to a party where Han is in Carbonite, and they're auctioning off. Yeah, so Crimson Dawn stole the Carbonite block from Boba Fett. 
Okay. But what Invader just what Invader? Oh no, the deal was it was going to go to Java. So, yeah. Okay, okay, got it. Got it. Yeah. So and it's not exactly said why Vader is there. They're hinting it that you know he thinks he can use it to draw out Luke, not realizing yet that Luke is already there. Yeah. And how does Vader lose a bid? Like who's bidding against Vader? Well, that's that's the thing. Jabba won, and then Vader walks in. And he's like, "No, he's mine." And then the 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 current that was like the last issue, and that ju- it ended like that. So, oh damn! What what do you expect it to be like? Uh, Batman when he pulls out the Bat credit card? Well, I'm just what saying. You, like, what all you, he has. What to does do is- he have? The 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 Chase uh, yeah. Visa card where it has his face on it. Oh, I have that card. Right now. I got my own uh, Visa card. So uh, yeah, I, I just thought, like, why doesn't he just choke him out and take him? We will see. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, why didn't Leia? She's like Princess of Alderaan. She has the whole rebellion. The rebellion must be broke. That's what I'm. Well, they're yeah, they're kind of hanging out in the back. They're they have not let other people see them there yet. I'm surprised Vader doesn't Weak. sense Leia. Hmm. I guess I got to read the comic. I guess Bingo. so. Well, for not knowing anything about it, King Tom, you just fucking nailed it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, of course, that's everything King I think could be wrong. Model man, it is his business model. <laughs> but uh, so, <laughs> uh, Taika Waititi in an interview in uh, Wired, he teased a little bit of information about his upcoming Star Wars movie, and one I mean minimal, right? But boy, we got tons of tons of internet action off of it. Mm-hmm. He said that they have a complete story and that it feels very much like him. So yeah, there it is. That's all the news fit to say about that, but it not, not unsurprisingly, there were people complaining about it already. So nice job, Twitter. Really? I didn't, uh, I didn't see any of that. That, That's shit. Believe it. Well, the the cool part was like, we we're so early on. All I have is exterior space. Yeah. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. That's cool. He's starting oh, yeah. in the right place. That's right. Yep. Exactly. Nailed it. But that's that's cool though, man. I uh, I'm looking forward to his movie. I think that guy rules. He does. And, cool uh, little cameo too, by the way, in Suicide Squad for people. Oh, neat. Neat on Benito. Yeah. Does he play a guy who's going to ruin Star Wars? <sighs> well, he's playing a guy that if he does what he does in the film, will ruin Star Wars. Yes. I'm just kidding, man. That guy, that guy's excellent. Are people really saying that he's he's going to ruin Star Wars? No, 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 Uh, no. no. I mean, sort of, but no. (laughs) The people who would say that already think it got ruined. So yeah, okay, that's what what I was going to say. Those people already thinking that Kathleen Kennedy ruined everything. Now they're going to blame him. Well, she did, to be fair. Yeah, that's well, yes, of course. But we don't say that out loud on a podcast. No, no, we're not recording. Save that for YouTube. That's yeah. Right. Okay. We'll oh. Get a million hits if we do. So, oh yeah, by me in your face. By the way, I love Kathleen Kennedy, so don't don't come at me. Less picked up on that. Uh, no, I didn't hear you. Damn. So, <laughs> I did. Word on the street is, is it by your? Um, what is it, says something about his machine or something that does you'll hear it when you edit, sir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I try not to listen to Eric when I'm editing. Oh. Yeah, apparently. Uh, word, word on the street is that the Ahsoka <laughs> series is is looking to cast uh, a live action Sabine Wren. Right now, the rumor, the rumor went from uh, casting a Mandalorian to 
to it being Sabine Wren, but let's face it, that's who we all expect it to be anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's cool news, man. Uh, I really, really, really want to like find out the timeline of what happened between uh, like the the events of Rebels, essentially. Yeah, Thrawn, and, Thrawn, Ezra, Sabine. Yeah, that whole bit. So that's really cool, man. Now, I haven't seen any information on who it might actually be. But I know everybody's, you know, hoping it's going to be Tia Sakar. And I, I mean, that would be cool. I don't know. Is that the sort of role she would do? I'm not super familiar with her outside of her voice work as Sabine Wren. Right. And they got, they allegedly have cast the, the guy that did the voice for Thrawn, correct? Oh, that I do not know. That's, yeah. Lars think, Mickelson. Yeah. I think they went with him, which is cool. I can't wait to see. Oh, Thrawn wait, that's right. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be cool. Since we don't have any live action Star Wars, you know what we can talk about? And that's some animated Star Wars. Yeah. We got the first of the two part series finale or season finale. My bad. And oh, by the way, the day after we recorded last week, when I said, well, so far, there's no been no, not been any official announcement of a season two of the Bad Batch. They're like, oh, <laughs> no, we're going to dunk on them. Stupid <laughs> Sith list. I hate those guys. And uh, yeah. So Bad Batch coming back for a second season at least another season. So that's cool. That's, that's cool news. Yep. Very cool. But yeah, here we are. We just had the first half of the two part season finale. And uh, man, I got to be honest with you. I didn't expect it to go the way it did. A- again, people, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about it. By the time you hear this, the it'll be a, a week old. So, but the, like um, them finding out that crosshairs feelings are actually hurt that they left him and him giving him the whole Kylo Ren speech of, you know, let's go and do this thing ourselves and all that. And him saying like his chip has been removed. He had it removed a long time ago. Uh, yeah. Even though we plainly saw him um, being experimented upon after like they discovered their chips in their head. Where's the truth, man? What's going on in here? Anybody got any hot takes on this? They want to share. I'm still sticking with my, he dies by saving Omega. That's my hot take. And I think, yeah, I think he is going to change. I have faith. I have faith in him. I love the episode, though. Man, it was so good. Yeah, it was, it was very so good. good. It felt so yeah. new hope, man. It was really, really good. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to get out of this. I expect external intervention. I expect Rex or somebody to come back. But to take on all those capital ships, they're going, you know, full scorched earth on the place I, I don't know now something king tom and i were kicking around this week omega says a line in here that i've I, I don't know how to take it exactly but she says you know this is the room i was made and so were you you were made in this room in this mm-hmm. lab and she's talking about when they were taken away to basically go for their training she says i was there yeah and does she mean I the way I took it was that she was there and remembers it happening, but they don't remember her. You with me on this? Absolutely. So, so is she are they so growth accelerated that they're only like three years old? I don't buy into that, man. I there's just there's physical limitations on that that would be too stupid to explain. Um, but and I mean, admittedly, whatever, it's Star Wars. It's all too stupid to explain. Or is she like growth decelerated where she's like 25 years old and 
has still only hit like 11 physically. You know what I mean? Where she's been around long enough to remember this happening and then being taken away. But where they were obviously so young, they don't recall who she is. I don't know, man. Where do you think? What, where's that lie? What's what's going on with that? Well, uh, how, what is it? Uh, how long were the Clone Wars? Mm. It was uh, It's supposed to be three years between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Well, Jesus, that's no time at all. God damn. She might not even need. She might just age naturally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and how long has Clone Force 99 been a thing? Because they came after the original clones because they had to be sure that these clones exist. Okay, great. They work. Now let's modify them. Mm-hmm. Well, wait. So how old is she? She's between 10 and 13. Okay. So in theory, is this possible? Um, she was born. She was about 10 years old. The, the Bad Batch crew were hurt and injured in the Clone Wars. They take them and bring them into this facility, upgrade them, and reborn them. It's like a rebirth, but she's there to see it all. That could be. I mean, I, I just can't think of another way. How, how long did they have that secret lab going on Camino? Uh, Right, because Obi Wan discovers it, and they were like production was well underway. Yeah, I yeah, think they had an army ready to go already. You, you mean the you mean the, the overall lab? Overall lab. Obi Wan never yes. discovered the, the the secret lab. Right, that's why I thought he was. It, it's supposed to be ten years around yeah. the time of the fan. Yeah. Okay, see, so they were all made more than likely at the same time. Yeah. So i th- I think it's mm-hmm. that o- Omega is was in the first batch with Boba. So she yes. at this point is probably about 13 years old. And while the bad batch might not be three years old, maybe they are five years old or six years old, which, which she's, she might still remember, especially if they put her to work in the, whatever she was doing in the lab. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? That is definitely interesting. But looking back on this, I want to ask you guys this looking back and in, and no, Randy hasn't seen it yet, but Looking back on this show 10 years from now, as a massive Star Wars fan, this show is going to stand out to be very, very, very important because of the ex- pivotal, yeah. pivotal on explaining to us these, these holes. Like we, We're finding out what happens to Camino. We're finding out how the uh, War Mantle situation went down. We're going to find out if Omega is as important as Groku. So this show over any other animated show, other than obviously Clone Wars, this is going to be huge. I think in about a decade. Yeah, I think it could. One thing I do want to say, man, like when you talk about filling in holes, usually when people talk about holes in a story, they are viewing it as like giant mistakes that, Good job, dumbass. You're you're just trying to. Oh, like, yeah, I'm not saying that. Actually, no. wait. Yeah, you just mean fill in the gaps. Fill in the know, gaps that we all wonder like on a podcast for ten years. You know what I mean? What right. what happened right. to Camino? Yeah. Um, it, it, there's so many questions though, because to have somebody be that pivotal, pivotal in this period of time that's on the cusp of basically the main chunk of Star Wars. And they're nowhere to be found. You know, that's becomes the problem with Ahsoka and all those things. It's like, w- they're awesome characters and what you did with them was really cool. And the time they fall in is great, but here's everything they stood for. 
mm-hmm. here's the most important thing to happen in this universe of w- the people who did stand for this thing fighting against tyranny where were they and i i realized that okay but we're only looking at this small slice of what's happening in a bigger galaxy but at the same time in star wars they constantly remind you how small the galaxy is because all these principles keep running into each other right so so it does make it a tough juggling act but again much like being at the galactic star cruiser uh hoping cruiser doesn't show up to be a buzzkill you decide to believe you know what i mean right 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 But yeah, I do think this will be held in pretty high regard after Mm -hmm. the fact. And I think that uh, I don't know, but I suspect, you know, a lot of us fans are surprised at how great this is and how much how attached we are to it. Yeah, I I I just wonder how many of the people behind the scenes are surprised or if they're like knew it. I knew people were going to latch on to this big time. Mm. I'm I'm definitely in the surprised camp. I didn't expect to be as interested in the stories um, like the ones you mentioned the the creation of the the, the stormtroopers, the transition of the empire into the empire we know, and even some of the the seeds of the rebellion that we're seeing. Some of these people mm-hmm. working together. Yeah, it does play off the small galaxy thing a little bit, but that's okay. Um, I, I didn't expect it to have that impact, and, and, and I think that that's going to be one of the things that people remember. That yeah, we were thinking it was just going to be another clone, another season of the Clone Wars. It's it's not that, and it's it's much more relevant, and that's a good thing. And who whoever who knows however long they have the series plan to go, um, hopefully it will keep having that same type of impact. And it was something else is the, the influence and the takeover of each system and planet from the empire. Yeah. That, that's been explained because you always wonder like everybody just like let them do whatever the hell they wanted to do. And they kind of explain on exactly how they did it. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of mentioned in, in parts of revenge of the Sith where the, you know, the emperor was sending, and some of this is deleted scenes and other parts are from the novel right, where, right. you know, the empire was, giving the moffs or the regional governors authority instead of the senators yeah and in the name of quote unquote security and then reinforcing them with clone troopers later stormtroopers and then a bunch of the systems were like well this you know we can't really do anything about it so we're just going to go along with it yeah. and that's how but it's it's yeah. nice to see it explained a little bit more. yeah and played out yeah yeah exactly. yeah so uh, do you guys think that there's going to be a big huge wow moment at this week for the finale are we gonna get like a oh shit moment i feel like there's been one of those in the last two episodes so yeah i would have to say so because i mean listen what they're faced with at the end of episode 15 however they manage to get out of that is gonna be an oh shit kind of thing because it's gonna take a major move to get them out of seemingly hopelessness Right. Mm-hmm. You think we see Boba Fett? No. Okay. No, I don't. I think that I would understand the temptation, but I also think they would need to exercise caution of like bashing you over the head with, with this, but also at this point, man, he would be pretty young 
and still kind of a bastard because you know yeah yeah he was just a, a few years before he's running around with Ara saying trying to blow up mace windu right. and right uh i yeah i don't know that this would be the time but hell what do i know <laughs> I, who knows what they'll do maybe arnold schwarzenegger will show up maybe raphael come yes. back yes <laughs> well i know that's what you're hoping for <laughs> So, are you? Do you wish that they would have like a, a Rafa spinoff show where all she does is just stare into the camera? <laughs> I already, made, I already made that on Adobe Premiere. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I think it's going to be a banger. Whatever it is, I hope it's a little bit longer than your standard episode. But uh, I don't know. Just Nancy, hold all my calls. It's <laughs> it's bad batch time. I can't I can't wait for for Randy to watch it because Randy um, animation wise with Star Wars isn't a huge fan. Correct, Randy? Yeah, not not a very big fan. Not a big fan. fan. So I really want to get his perspective when he watches it. And, and luckily he can binge this all at once because it's already done. So, yeah, we got to get a review for each episode or or like at least the first five from you and then the last five. Yeah, uh, I'll check. Out, I'll check them out this week. I'll oh, cool! Like a, right on. A little Perfect. run just to kind of go through them. Yeah, fantastic! Can't wait. Well, thanks, Eric. Appreciate that, man. No problem, man. No props. Boo! You got some bits. Oh yeah, I got some bits. So one very big, big bit. Lots of money in the bit. Uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Uh, you know, creators of South Park and uh, one of my favorite movies, Basketball. Just signed a massive $900 million deal with Viacom, CBS, you know, whatever. Their parent company of, of uh, was it Comedy Central, um, a few other, you know, big companies and stuff like that. So, they almost signed a billion-dollar contract for dick and fart jokes, which is just <laughs> blows my mind. Of course, South Park has been a mainstay for, what, probably, if not 20, close to 20 years now. So, that's just just crazy um so they're gonna do the contract uh or, or was it the deal says uh, six more seasons of south park for comedy central that's probably gonna go for another bajillion years <laughs> and then also 14 i saw that south park movies for paramount plus 14 south park movies the the original south park movie i thought was hilarious i saw it as a kid saw it way too young yeah shouldn't have seen that it. explains a lot yeah it does um Great. I, it was some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. So I think this contract is, or this deal is wonderful for them. You know, these two dudes, you know, just creating something, sticking with it. And, and something that is, uh, been harder and harder to do in these, in these coming days and right. in these, and this, uh, and this time frame. So good for them. Good for them. And I, I, I think it's, I think it's good for them to they've held strong onto who they are. Mm-hmm. They're they're not going to, you know, hide away from it and yeah, they got a massive massive contract or a uh, deal for it. Almost a billion dollars. And don't forget Book of Mormon was is it That's right. massive success. I for forgot them. about that. Massive. Yeah, they had a Broadway show. Mm-hmm. And they exactly. also pulled uh, from Ubisoft in that deal. So all their games which do really well. Really? Wow. We'll go to I'm not sure who's going to develop them now but Wow, that's so crazy! It's like multimedia, that whole yeah. deal is mm-hmm. worth a billion dollars. It's that's just crazy. Insane. Just so crazy. is Paramount Plus. Is that a streaming service? Yes, that's yeah. So that's uh, yeah. They had the commercial on every five seconds during the Super Bowl. Yeah, and nobody gave a shit. Yeah, 
yeah, that was it. That's a, yeah, a bunch of MTV stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not Spike TV anymore, but whatever they house, whatever the hell they had on Spike TV, a bunch of that shit. So yeah, nobody gives a damn. <laughs> right now, uh, they're gonna be like, if you ever want to hear Uncle Fucker again, <laughs> you gotta subscribe to this. Pretty much, yeah, yeah exactly. Pretty much. How does it rate versus like Peacock? It's better than Peacock, I think. Whoa. No, yeah. numbers wise or quality oh wise? no i'm saying like uh catalog wise i think they have a lot more stuff than peacock if i'm not mistaken yeah Pe- peacock they have all the james bonds yeah peacock holds on to a couple things like they have uh what is it friends and uh, the office that's pretty much it no hbo SNL. oh hbo yeah, max to that's, friends. that's friends yeah you know they have snl and um parks and, and, uh, and the office parks and rec so i think they're holding on to people's remember these you like these yes. still right yes. watch these here well, everybody else is like, well, we have this stuff. We right. have a bunch of other stuff. You want to watch all of this? Come here. So, yeah. But I, I think all Peacock and Paramount Plus still pale in comparison to Netflix oh, and, yeah. and the HBO Jigger Max Dots. and Disney this yeah. and whoever else. So, yeah. So, it's just kind of they're fighting for every 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 little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. By the way, um, because of your... Um, yeah, you told me about this and Brittany told me about this. I've been watching Ted Lasso. Oh, fantastic. Phenomenal. Fantastic. It is, it is, it is one of the, and it's, it's great because it's a very adult show. Oh, you, Randy, you watched an episode? No, I haven't. Oh, I you still haven't? Oh, okay. like, you're like, right. Oh dude, you told me to watch a show and I watched it. I'm like, Oh, oh that's, that's right. Really cool. I wish I had that relationship. <laughs> with <this guy. laughs> Well, I, I have to also convince Lorena to watch it, dude. That, I mean, we only have one It'll TV right now. Minutes. I know you're busy. It'll take 15 minutes of your time to decide if you're in or out, but I know you got a lot of things going on. Yeah. Well, the Ted Lasso, she was all in it, and oh. she's like, loves it. Ted Lasso is just it, it's it's beautiful because it's it is it, beautiful. It, it it's it's a very uh, not you know adult, but you know adult things yeah, are happening. It's TVMA, yeah, exactly. But then it's also you feel like you're watching Mister Rogers, yes. you know, help out people and himself and a and a and a, and a football club. You're just like this is yes, you know. you're, you're, it warms your heart and then it makes you laugh and then you're like. That's a real life there's issue. There's some serious moments. They're it, very it serious. Takes a, takes a turn. Takes a turn. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know they 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 deal with you know divorce, divorce, alcoholism, you know a yeah. bunch of other anxiety, things. anxiety. How a divorce affects your kids. Yeah, you know just uh, what is it? Just changing in life. Oh, it's it's a beautiful show. But the really writing is. is brilliant. Oh, it is. Uh, Every this is a weird. This is a really notch. weird comparison. But I compare the writing to old Kanye West. Old Kanye West. He would throw in lines in there that only people in from our generation kind of would get stuff about the Huxables. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? The Huxables. So, uh, things that are here and there that are, oh my God, he just busted a rhyme about whatever, yeah. about the Flintstones. Mm-hmm. And not just about Fred, about something about Bam Bam. Yeah. This is like that too. Whoever's doing the writing, if it's Sedegas doing the writing, it's phenomenal because they do it really quickly, really fast. Mm-hmm. You just pop it in there. And, and then it, you're yeah. like, oh, my God, I can't believe you just said that. Yeah. There, there are multiple times where you just go back. You're like, wait a minute. I have to listen to that yeah. again because that was really funny or that was really exactly. good. It's yes. really quick. It's yes. really on point. Yeah. And, and you would you would want to know Ted Lasso. Yes. Like, I want that. He is a great human this being. person in my yeah. life because he's going to help and improve me. He's not the guy that punched Grogu. No. Even though he is <laughs> really the guy that punched Grogu. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I sorry. Derailed. No, 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 no. You're good. No, that's that, that's fantastic. And Randy, I'm sorry. I haven't watched that. Oh no, where where is uh, Ted Lasso? Where's that? Uh, Apple. Jason Sudeikis. Sudeikis. Where's he, where he from? SNL. 
SNL. Oh, okay. Oh, that's that's just like the show I recommended to you. Mm-hmm. Was Sudeikis in that show too? No, it's another SNL guy. Just whatever, dude. It's not a big deal. It's not a big Until deal. you can give me the guy's name, then I can't watch that. Tim Robinson. Okay, I'm in. I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. You don't even know what it is. I do. What's the show? It's called uh, Something Happened. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> What's the show? Something Happened. <laughs> something, 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 oh, dark side. Something. It was re- recommended to me. Yeah, something, something. <laughs> Jesus. It's produced by... Um, go ahead yeah okay speaking of things being produced and in production do you guys remember the uh the movie came out about uh probably shit oh close to 10 years now chronicle yeah it had uh what is it michael b jordan yeah the guy who played uh what is it uh green goblin in the andrew garfield spider-man movie thank you um I, i can't remember the third guy but you know the teenagers find like some meteorite or some the alien thing and it gives them telekinetic powers yeah, that, that broke out of michael b jordan it did it became huge after exactly that. they're making a sequel to chronicle to chronicle chronicle 2 is in development it'll have a female lead and it is set uh 10 years after the first film which is pretty true because it's about 10 years after the first film <laughs> yeah, that's true. so yeah so i thought that was interesting it was one of those sci-fi movies where you either saw it when it came out or you have it and you recommend it i thought it was very good uh, just kind of came out of nowhere. Very well done. Um, all the actors in it are great. The story's good. You know, it's teenagers getting powers, and what are they going to do with them? Right. You know, most teenagers are pretty awful. You know, <laughs> they are pretty. So awful. you see how that goes. So yeah, do they become you know heroes? Do they become dicks? What happens? Well, so yeah, I, bet, I hope they have better scenarios at the end than we had with Neil's voicemails last week. Oh yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like a dark fast. So yeah. So I recommend Chronicle. Check it out. I'm sure it's going to be on some streaming thing somewhere. So Peacock plus. Pro- oh geez. It's Peacock plus. Yeah. <laughs> Pee on my cock. No. Uh, plus. Yeah. On Paramount. <laughs> plus. Um. <laughs> Tom just, he, he, Tom has been laying back the whole time. Mm-hmm. And this one, he raised that came up to the, to the screen and just shook his head and went right back. Yeah. King Tom, like distance distance himself from things. He's like, I got to get away. Yeah. Can go. we bring back the pig jokes, please? Yeah. All the pig jokes. Oh, pig jokes. No, no more pig jokes, please. Uh, so yeah, highly recommend Chronicle. Check it out. And the sequel is coming up. Um, who likes Wes Anderson films? Um, I like, I like Wes Anderson films. Yeah, some of them are great. Some of them are good. Yeah, I love them. Um, he's, uh, his next film has a pretty stellar cast, as always. Uh, uh, Tom Hanks, Adrian Brody, Bill Murray, and Tilda Swinton. Sounds like his other movies. Yeah. And Margot Robbie. Oh, wait a minute. Tom Hanks has never been in a Wes Anderson no, film? No, he has never have. Well no. done, Hanks. Yeah, so, so this cast is stacked, as always. No Wilsons? No. They probably helped him write it. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, no word on what the actual film is or whatever the hell's going on, but that's that's your cast, and that's pretty much all you need to know. Wes Anderson and the cast, people are going to go see it. Wes Anderson's cool, man. Mm-hmm. What is it? Uh, we uh, talked earlier about Taika Waititi and what he's doing and what movies he's creating and his uh, cameos and, st- and stuff like that. Uh, his uh, Akira live-action movie is still in the works. So don't worry. I know a lot of things have been pushed back and he's been a really busy guy lately, but he's still working on it. Uh, 
this quote is from him. He says, I don't want to give up on that. So there's still hope. And I think, I think that's a pretty big um, thing. It's not going to go away. It's going to happen eventually. Just when it happens is the question. Can we get a Voltron live action? Can no. somebody do a goddamn Voltron live action? Yeah, film? It's, it's called, yeah, it's called the, Mighty uh, Mouth and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Thank you very no, much. No, Mighty Mouth and Power Rangers is good Mouth too. Action. I saw that one. Yeah. That came out oh, afterwards. No. It's phenomenal. Yeah. There's a lot of mouthing around. <laughs> mouthing. <sighs> the rated R version is Mighty Muff fucking Power Rangers. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was TDMA on streaming. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the, uh, the the Skinamax portion. Skinamax. Do you guys remember Electric Blue? What the you, fuck is going on here? Folk, <laughs> for, your, for your old folk, do you remember Electric Blue, Eric? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> At the cheapest <laughs> intro, Electric Blue, and they just oh, had like. God. Yeah, that was like, you know, a lot of people's first uh, introduction to like Boner Vision. And it uh, absolutely. <laughs> yep. Good times, man. Electric Good Blue times. Cinemax. Late night on Friday nights. Yeah. Wow. You have yeah. Yeah, the schedule down. Yeah. What time would it come on? When my mom and dad go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah oh man so uh we've talked earlier about uh yeah there's no fixing that there's no i just segue. keep picturing a train like just flying off the tracks <laughs> pretty much on that pretty much um, this is like that scene in speed that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> hang on we don't want to die um, so we've been talking about streaming and HBO max and shows coming out straight to HBO max or yeah. Disney plus having premier access and things like that. Everyone's been asking, is this a sustainable thing? Mm-hmm. Are they going to continue doing this? Cause if they do, it's going to fucking kill movie theaters. Right. People are wondering, you know, is this just a COVID thing? What is happening? So I think things like I'm about to say are going to happen more and more as far as, movie studios kind of having control over the theaters kind of thing. So AMC has reached an agreement with Warner brothers to show the studios 2022 movie slate in their theaters for 45 days. Okay. So there's not exact details on if they're going to, you have to wait 45 days before it's on HBO max or anything like that. But I think, I think these movie theaters are going to have to, start hunting down essentially studios and movie slates in order just to survive. So I, I think, I think this is going to be an interesting time. I think you're going to see the big, bigger movie companies, AMC, Regal, things of companies of that such that are going to, yeah, I think universal already has a deal with someone. I can't remember who it was. It might be AMC or it might be Regal or something like that, but I'm pretty sure universal has a deal. Um, that's interesting. Like a, a private deal for them. 45 days. Exclusivity deals. Right. Yes. So, yeah. So these are the, the, no, no, no. So not exclusivity deals where they can only have it in their theater, okay. but it's going to not be on streaming for 45, for 45 days. Right, right. days so that they can hold on to, I think they get first crack at the, at yeah, the drawing I, revenue. Exactly. And I think universal has the deal where I think it's even less. I think it's, I think it has a contingency if it makes a certain amount of money, 
If it continues making money after 30 days, it, it it'll stay up. in theaters. If it doesn't, it goes to streaming. So it's, 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 hmm. it's getting even it, COVID was already an interesting time for th- movie theaters. It's continuing to be interesting because they're just fighting for scraps at this point and just throwing everything at it. Be like, well, I'll, I'll take this. Let me have this, you know, and the numbers for this deal aren't, aren't available. So who knows how much it's for. And it seems like it's just for the year. So I think people were playing it by ear just to wait and see how things change or continue to change. Who knows? But it's 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 getting that that is a, a major yeah that is a major desperation deal because mm-hmm. we've seen how how much of a drop off the second weekend is. So they're basically paying for first weekend yeah exactly uh, first dibs on first weekend uh, revenue. First yeah. month revenue, actually. Pretty now. much, yeah. Well, no, but if you think about it, like, see how, like, Black Widow dropped off dramatically. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people went after that first weekend. Uh, like you guys said, you're not compelled. You know, mm-hmm. you didn't feel compelled to go see the Suicide Squad again and enjoy that theater experience. You right. got it out of the way, you're good. And a lot of the movies, that's probably what it's all about at this point. You know, like, let if, as, if we can, let's just go get that first theater experience out of the way. You know, you got your popcorn, you got your sodas, whatever else. And, okay, now it's on streaming. Hey, do you want to watch it? Or it's on TNT before you know it, and you're vacuuming your living room while it's just as background noise. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just the way it is now. I got a question mm-hmm. for you guys. King Tom, do you think that Disney, uh, Marvel Studios... Would if if we're in COVID time when Endgame was coming out, would they have let's say Endgame was coming out this week, would they have exclusively put that out on theaters because they know that that would have been the mega, or would they have done this deal like they did with Black Widow and Jungle Cruise? I think they would have delayed. Oh, you just delayed it and, and waited. Okay. Yep. They would have cured COVID. That's what they would have They done. would have cured <laughs> COVID. Or they would have gone or, real, really dark capitalistic and said, okay, it's premiering in bucks. theaters. And if you want to get it at premier access, it's only going to be on from this time. Right. This well, that's time. what I was thinking. And you better stream it. And that's that. What they would have done is they would have said, if we're delaying it until this percentage of people in America is are, are vaccinated, that's vaccinated. That's right. uh, that would have that would have done it. Right, that would have done said, it. Tom, y'all want to see in game? Y'all better go get jabbed. We would have got a ninety percent oh. real quick. Exactly, ninety eight. Yeah, ninety eight percent. Ninety eight. They yeah, would've, they would have cured COVID. That's interesting. So, right. if Lucasfilm had a Star Wars live action film, they would have held off. If it yeah. was this time. Yeah, you're probably right. Oh, they would have had a, a vaccine marketing campaign. Right. They would have yeah. put promo and been like, oh, coming soon to theaters. But hey, if you're not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Yep. So that's all my bits. Hey, those are cool bits, man. Thank you. There's a Bob Ordenkirk, Ordenkirk uh, update. Update. Oh, he tweeted out that he's doing great. And he is very overwhelmed by the support of everybody. And he's still in the, uh, in the hospital, but yeah, doing well. Thank God. Yeah. So I, cause I know we talked about him last week. Um, this is, this is actually what he put. I'm doing great. I had my very own. It's a wonderful life week of people <laughs> in, in, mm-hmm. insisting. I make the world slightly better. Wow. Thank you. I love everyone right now, but let's keep the expectations reasonable. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
That's that's what he put. Which is cool. <laughs> that's so funny, dude. That is. He's awesome. We got an email from OG Rob. We haven't heard from him in a while. Hey, Sithless. It's been a while since I checked in. So I hope you're all having a good summer and everyone is healthy. I know you guys are going to talk about the Suicide Squad this week. While I'm planning on seeing it and looking forward to hearing your thoughts, I wanted to wanted to report that I caught Pig last week. Oh, Oh, he went dang. and saw Pig. Although it contains a very dispar- uh, disparaging line about Seattle, I thought the movie was great. Uh, OG Rob's from Seattle, by the way. Not something you have to see in the big screen, but worth checking out if you enjoy character study types of movies. Nicolas Cage is outstanding, and I hope he gets a nomination uh, for some awards. Yes, he's a little out there, and he's done some awful movies in order to offset some really bad financial decisions, but the dude has talent and I'm glad he's getting his props for his project. One more thing. I don't know whether it's because Raj still hasn't seen Highlander or because Les hasn't made up with, with me for tacos and beers. But one of my favorite bits on the show has become when the whim tells you guys to f- go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Ours too. Whether by voicemail, email, or his delivery is impeccable. Thanks. Whim. King Tom love the white album. What's the next Weezer recommendation? Okay. Eric, I'm, well, hold on. Eric, I'm still barring, um, browsing for a guitar, leaning Fender mostly due to the fact that it was created in Fullerton, California. Boo, one day the world will recognize the genius of Naboo, but it's probably not going to be for a while. A not long this time. world. <laughs> yeah. A long while. <laughs> yeah. Later, yeah, that's no for that freaking what if episode. There. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what if Naboo was what if, good? What if Naboo was good? <laughs> oh, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. OG Rob, thank you so much. Um, King Tom, what's the next recommendation for a Weezer album? Okay, human. Okay, human. Okay, great. Um, Eric Fender, I didn't know it was made in Fullerton, California. She up. Um, so here's the thing with Fender guitars, man, they're obviously iconic, but they have one of the most comfortable neck profiles that you're ever going to play. It's not like this super thin shreddy Ibanez style neck. It's just the perfect soft C shape. The fit and finish on their American made guitars are really good. Uh, they've gone up in price over the years, which go figure, but I mean, the newest models, everything about them is great. So you can't go wrong with one. I mean, even the, the uh, Mexican made strats are, are fantastic. And if you really want to shop around, find a Japanese made one from Thank the nineties, they are considered <laughs> the upper echelon of fender instruments. They, they really are. rivaled the American ones. When you say and, neck, Eric, when you say neck profile, you're talking obviously the back of the neck, the part that likes that your thumb would go on. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, you know who um, else has a really good neck profile? The Caminoans. They're fucking amazing. They sure I do. I will. Say, I, well, well, Les doesn't have a neck. Yeah. I'll tell you this, man, when it comes to guitar, uh, I have a Strat, an American Strat that was my main guitar for a long time. And I put it away and sort of quit playing it. And that's a really good imitation of Rosh. Uh, quit playing it and i pulled it out for a gig and realized oh man now i remember why this was my favorite guitar they make a phenomenal instrument that's awesome i lived in fullerton for six years i didn't know they made it the fender there that's stupid there's not a damn sign in fullerton that says the home of the fender they're missing out there this is that a strumming with struthers literally we haven't had that in a while thank you eric thank you <laughs> excuse me thank you og rob and let's call him up for some tacos Actually, I'm hoping we get to see him at uh, the little celebration of friends at uh, Scum and Villainy this week. Oh, yes. Yes, that would be nice. Would you, Rob? I talked to him today and he said he wasn't going if you're going to be there. 
<laughs> we have a voicemail from Neil. Neil uh, sent us a voicemail. Remember, Neil sent us the voicemail with the uh, superhero powers, and then we all died at the end. So let's see what Neil yeah, has to all, say. We're all sad <laughs> about this. What's up, Seth listeners? It's your boy Neil giving you a call from Chicago. So I'm calling in about so 15, turn to Camino of the Bad Batch, and holy cow, that is a really, really good episode. There's so many things to like about it. You know, the approach to the planet, you know, seeing all the weather systems above Camino, like super gorgeous. I think they did that part really well. You know, I think how lovingly uh, Omega's hair was animated when it was wet. I know that's yes. a very minor detail, that was but cool. I, I like that they went there. It's not just this like static object. I always wondered several things after seeing the Clone Wars from the movie perspective, I should say. And two of those were, you know, how did we get from clone troopers to stormtroopers? And what happened to Camino and all the cloning technology? And this show has done a fantastic job of buttoning up those questions. I mean, <laughs> pretty much has happened over the last two episodes. So should probably play I story. really am hoping that no one, you know, gets knocked out or taken out in the next episode. Uh, I'm glad that Crosshair hopefully is coming back into the fold, but we shall see. It's cool that he had his inhibitor chip taken out. I took it like the burn incident that either burned the chip out or when they were doing surgery on him after that to repair his head, somehow he had it taken out during that process. So that's what I think about that. 10 out of 10 for me. Can't wait to see the final part of the finale next week. Once again, thank you for playing my silly superpower activity last week. It was a lot of fun creating that. I'm glad you guys got a kick out of it. If you guys are truly interested in more creative stuff from me, Please pay attention to the Blue Harvest episode that will be airing August 13th slash 14th, which will be next Friday slash Saturday. There's going to be something really cool coming out on uh, this show. So please pay attention to that if you like the superpower activity. Again, wish you guys great success and have a good rest of your week. Well, thank you, Neil. Check out Blue Harvest if you'd like to listen to superhero activity that has a morbid ending. Check it out. Neil, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you like the episode. I should have probably played this when we were talking about the fucking episode um, because uh, you hit on some points that we hit on. So that uh, timing was impeccable by me. So I, I'm sorry about that as Eric is dying laughing. Um, <sighs> oh, King Tom, you so get me. <laughs> Guys. Um, um, hey, hey, Eric. Yeah. Eric, speaking Blue Harvest, I hear that Hawes has a new website. Yeah, man. Um, Does he? Yep. <laughs> it's it's what I hear. Yeah, uh, conceptualized by Luke Cruiser. It's a uh, Hawes Flaws. Oh, Hawes Flaws. Dot com. And uh, I'm really not sure what direction it's headed, but um, there it is. It's there. Is it uh, up and running? It's it's up. It's a and hat. yeah, that's about all I can say for it. I just want to say I do not, I am not the registrant of said domain, nor did I make this, this page. That was not me. Well, and I just also want to say that Hawes is an amazing person and I do not want to wake up with a horse head in my bed from one of his many, many fans, assuming that I actually don't like him because I love that dude. Dude's the best. I can not like him. All right. Well, is I guess this one of Haas's flaws. Uh, What's uh, that? This domain. 
Is this one of his flaws? One of his flaws. I'm, I'm checking it out right now. So, it, okay, the whole the whole bit behind this is that I casually, casually mentioned one time that Hawes pronounced acolyte, alkalite. <laughs> and then it was on from there. And it's like... <laughs> oh, so this is the beginning of a list? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. It looks good. So the other thing I should put on there then is um, how, you know, in the Mandalorian season one, the area where the Mandalorians were hiding out in the sewer was called a covert, which I thought was a pretty baller name. The covert. He thought it was culvert. So add it to the list. Oof. All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you again, Neil, man. We appreciate it. And check out Blue Harvest this week to uh yeah listen to the superhero activity guys we're going to end this thing with an email from shank all right dear sith listeners long time no see just wanted to make a comment and then ask a couple questions first king tom asked a couple of weeks back what creative person you would want to see all of their output even the unfinished stuff my answer has to be jack kirby the man was consistently coming up with new ideas. Just seeing some of his doodles would be wild. Here are the questions. That's a good one, buddy, by the way. Number one, remember hearing something about a year ago that there was going to be a Mandalorian books and even a comic. Did you guys hear that? If so, are they still coming out? King Tom, we go to you. I remember he is. Oh, wow. King Tom just left. King Tom said, fuck it. I'm out. He just said, I'm out. Okay. Eric, do you remember anything about this? Uh, it sounds vaguely familiar, but I can't remember the details about it. It's going to be a book, but I can't remember what the score was going to be with it. What right, the deal right, was. Right. It does sound very familiar. And number two is Electro, the Vulture, Sandman, Mysterio, the Lizard, the Scorpion, and Green Goblin. Why do so many Spider-Man villains wear green? Randy, why do uh, Spider-Man villains wear green? It's actually pretty, pretty common for green and purple to be a villain color. Hmm. Yep, okay. contrast so highly. You, yeah, uh, the Joker. Yeah, the only person I can think of think of off the top of my head is Hulk. That really matches that uh, color scheme. That's a hero. That's true. The, the Riddler as well. Yeah, but, but, so, oh, yeah. You'll find a shit ton of villains that have green and purple. That's crazy. I, I never. Or just green. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, the Mandarin, uh, Doctor Doom. Maybe they're green with envy. There it is. Well, one of the things is, is that, you know, you got to remember where these uh, characters originated. And that was in the traditional comic books. Mm-hmm. And when you're trying to deal with a certain number of colors going to print, you're sort of left with uh, you got to make some decisions. And what you're looking for is a color that, that elicits a certain emotion like red, for example, it is associated with anger to the point where they've done experiments. Like if two people are arm wrestling and one person has a bright, like a red wall behind them, if the person arm wrestling is looking at it and the other person's looking at some soft pastel, the person looking at red has a, ultimately a physical advantage because of the like subconscious reaction to it. And um, it's one of the reasons why police interrogation rooms are the color they are to, Mm. uh, but that's why they're never going to be bright red because you, right. it just breeds belligerence. But, you know, you're just left with this handful of colors and whatever the technique is to print the comics. 
that's probably a big piece of it. Yeah, initially. I, it's, I would imagine. It totally has to do with how to manufacture because I remember the Hulk mm-hmm. was originally gray, but they couldn't afford to continue to create that color, so they had to go to green. So there you go, people. That's amazing. It's just easier to, it's cheaper to do it that way. Huh. But then that again, is- green is 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 everywhere, right? We had the Green Hornet. That's like a it was a big deal back in the day. Like I think it's just something that Green Lantern comes with the territory. It's just easy to do. It's true. Yeah. Literally the Green Lantern. Well, thanks again, Sean. Appreciate that, buddy. I haven't heard from you in a while. Hope you're doing well. All right, let's end this episode talking about what if Naboo was good. No, just kidding. We talked about that before. <laughs> That's never uh, happened. Let's talk about the episode one of what if I thought it was phenomenal. We're going to talk about this uh, if you want to get spoiled. There's not really much to spoil about, actually. Uh, but it was done very well. Animation is on point. Storyline seems it's going to be very cool. The Watcher's heavily involved. He narrates. And um, thought that the style felt great. It was, it was just super cool, man. I, I have nothing more to say than it was really cool to watch. And I'm stoked about animation right now on Disney+. Plus. I'm just going to say that. Uh, Les, what's your thoughts? Okay, so I'm going to bring the filth, first of all. If anybody has a female bodybuilder fetish, this is it for you. Uh, yeah, she's, she's this is totally big. it. <laughs> so there it is. Uh, but also, here's the thing. Um, Marvel is very good at live action stuff. They lack when it when you start doing the comparisons about DC and Marvel. Oh, that's true, yeah. DC's animation is so damned good. They mm-hmm. get the tone right. They they adapt everything. As much as we wish they could figure that crap out and get it done live action, they find a way to adapt everything. It's about time for Marvel to start stepping up and getting their animated stuff going. And I think this is going to inspire more animated projects maybe even more animated movies and they they build a better catalog that way and bring some things to just bring some things to life that hopefully we, you know, that they just want to get going that we've been waiting on that they may not be able to do in live action. The other thing, this is just helping build that multiverse out. And I would be, I really think that they got something here and the more they do the what ifs, Listen, and it's very easy to follow for those of you who are not comic fans. And I said this on our YouTube uh, reaction video. uh, It's basically the MCU's version of what if. So if you've seen all the movies, all it does is switch stuff around. So it's a lot easier to follow. It's easier to digest. It's easier to take in. You don't have to worry about, uh, oh, do I need to keep up with the comics or anything like that? This is basically going, hey, we're just taking all these previous tales that you've all watched. And we're just and we're just changing the nuance and we're just moving some things here. And again, back to the multiverse, all these things establish alternate universes where these events take place. So it automatically branches off. The what if means it automatically does like like the ancient one was telling Banner. It's branches off immediately. So now there's just all these extra branches that are adding to the multiverse, which I think Again, as the blueprints that as the blueprint they have, Marvel's just killing it. And and I wonder if they're going to ex- have that explanation like they did in the very first one the, with the Watcher telling you what the branches oh, are and what yeah. the multiverse. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to do yeah. that with everyone. They have. To. Oh yeah, they yeah, yeah. They, 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 yeah, they are. Yeah, 
And actually, that's what the Watcher does, which I like that it establishes another level of the cosmic, uh, of cosmic beings. You just got this person who literally sits. Think about him like just sitting in a, in a security t- security room with all these TVs and just right. multi cameras everywhere. And he's just like, OK, what's going on over here? What's going on over there? It's as simple as that. And it, it can establish all these other cosmic level beings that are at the power level and at least at the status of the watcher also. Yeah. Very cool. Randy, what'd you think? I agree with less. I, th- I think it's cool how they managed to uh, just very simply conceptualize like what the multiverse is and tell you like the instance, like because of this decision, now all these things, the butterfly effect starts from this decision. I think that's really, really cool. I mean, that essentially is what it is, but if you don't have a way to explain it, the multiverse is, it becomes really abstract. Mm -hmm. Um, This isn't by any means like the most exciting story they could have done, but I like that uh, there was nothing that felt like it was unexplainably changed because of that event. And it wasn't corny either. No, not at all. Yeah, which was very cool. I was a little worried about it. And they had these little slight little jokes here, like Sebastian. Yeah. Well, Sebastian, the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Bucky saying, yeah, you almost you almost ripped off my arm there. Yeah. And those kind of little things were, were super cool. I was a fan of the uh, montage. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was too. Was I solid, said something yeah. about that. That was solid. Yeah. That was solid. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with uh, you guys too. The, the, the one aspect that I really dug is that it's – I hope it continues. It's one decision, one point, boom, changes. And I hope it's not a drastic one, just like this one was it where, you know, Agent Carter decides I'm not going in the booth. I'm staying downstairs. I thought that was, uh, you know, because people wonder, well, what about this? Or they try to make a big change. It's, it, it, you know, that's not necessary. Sometimes yeah, it's the just the tiniest, yeah, the tiniest thing and just, the world is different. Oh, Everything yeah. changes. Right. So I thought that was very cool. And, I'd, and just how they pinpoint on it, like, you know, you, the, the watcher, you know, Watu is like there, right? That's, yeah. He's that's like, when things change. Yeah. Completely. he's and, and what is it? Uh, I wasn't anticipating him to interject while we're watching. I, I dug that. Cause it almost felt like a director's commentary kind of thing moment where mm. it's like, there where the director is like this is a this is the whole movie or this the whole show is based off of this one point and I, I i dug that a lot um and i love how they changed more than just okay well what about this uh essentially you know the you know super soldier character whether it's captain america or captain britain uh agent carter has a different way of doing things yeah i i think i think captain america was more of more of uh what is it he didn't uh, not that she was boastful but she was like wow i'm i'm kicking ass this is awesome you know and then captain america is like you know i mean you know i i I know i'm i'm super but you know let's keep it quiet i liked how they changed that where it's not just the same super soldier person it's her own take on it i'd love that and it was just, you know, spoiler, but it's, it's just sad how whoever touches that shield, whoever gets that super serum, you're just not going to be happy in the end. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're going to be screwed. You get injected with that stuff. You hold the shield. It, it, it's going to end the same way, no matter what, where you're just going to be unhappy. But yeah, 
all the other changes to all the other characters super interesting i kind of wish it was an hour i I would like a little bit more more drawn out stuff not not that i felt that it was rushed because i was like all right i've already seen all these characters i've already seen this movie i know i know what they're changing already but just for my own selfish wanting to see more of it i would have loved an hour but i I get it being the whole half an hour perfect i just want more of it and the animation style loved it the whole time me too absolutely loved it great yeah Yeah. so uh can't wait to see more one of this is one of the things i've ever since was it uh d23 when i when i when they announced this Mm -hmm. i've been waiting and i've been jacked for this because yeah because it's awesome because these are you know just like the conversations we used to have in a bar Mm -hmm. over drinks this is what's happening well what about this right how about that what about this person does that yes so very cool highly recommend it yeah great great show can't wait for more and yeah and i hope this is something that they do for a long time and for a ton of things so there are so many questions that people can ask Yeah, totally so yeah no and and just more more episodes more seasons all of it and it's not, not that animation is cheaper or easier or anything like that but i think they can pump them out pretty quick and the voice acting that they can get into it. Great. That just, that just bolsters what is already top notch content adds to it. Well, that's what I loved about it. It's not only that they get the main a list actors to do the voice actors, but the secondary characters are all the same people too, yeah. which yeah, is yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, and Jeffrey Wright's the catcher and Jeffrey Wright's the catcher, the watcher. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah jeffrey Wright did a great job yeah, he did a great job and e- even guys like neil mcdonald who plays uh uh dum dum the oh uh, yeah it, yeah dum that, dum dum dugan yeah that's the guy yeah seeing them again was great seeing them yeah, again was great yeah, the howling commandos yeah. i was like oh shit that's cool the, we're gonna, we're, uh, that one yeah, dude who's awesome. the 80s villain was he in the original captain america the guy who's like from billy madison was yeah. Bradley Whitford from West Wing. Oh, and but from, he wasn't uh, in Captain America, right? No. No, no. Bradley Whitford yeah. is definitely from Billy Madison. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Oh, and, and Handmaid's Tale and obviously yeah. West Wing. And that's something else. What is it? I loved their take on her her own struggles just being a woman in that day and age yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, that was great. And how she just pushes her way through. Mm-hmm. You know, like she even says, I'm, I was screaming to be in the room. Now I am in the yeah. room. And then the tides turn where she tells the, the colonel, you're lucky, you're to, lucky be to be in, this in the room. room. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I right. love that that change because she's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Captain Britain. You're gonna do what I'm gonna what what I'm gonna say because I know what I'm doing and I'm gonna get it done. You're just gonna sit here and hope it happens. Yeah, no, 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 no. This is happening because I'm making it happen. Love that. Super rad. Can't wait to the next. Do we know what the next one's gonna be? Character wise, no, I'm not sure. Is, is it the Star Lord? Is it T'Challa becoming Star Lord? Oh, that'd be so I think, rad. I think that's soon. I think if it's not episode two, or it's three, but I'm not sure exactly when. Because I know the pressers they gave out was one, two, and three, three yeah. episodes again. Mm-hmm. All right, King Tom, I feel bad because he was really excited to talk a little bit about what if, and his power went out, and there's an outage, and he can't uh, come on. So he'll be on next week to discuss maybe one and two. Uh, but uh, yeah. And I know Eric hasn't seen it yet. Correct. Correct, sir. Okay. I want to. Yeah. This whole Wednesday release thing, man, I, th- I see why it's cool, but God for like how my schedule rolls. It's the worst. Yeah, day. No, it sucks. It sucks for people that can't get it midweek, but yeah, you definitely check it out, Eric. I think you're going to dig it. It's super cool. Especially if your wife, I know your wife's really big into the MCU 
she'll really like it. Like Les said, it's uh, you don't have to follow the comics. You just if you're anywhere, if you have any knowledge of the MCU, you'll absolutely love it. Excellent. Yeah, she'll like it. Yeah, because you know, like I was saying with Loki, she was sort of left. It's it wasn't her bag, and so Mm. I think this would be a good rebound. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, guys. I think that wraps up episode two sixty two. There's a lot of uh, a lot of content. I didn't think we had that much, but there was. Um, Carlos Puerque, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at the Sith Lisbu. Randy, thanks for coming on. If you want to find him, you just got to look for him. People have been finding me, man. Have they? Have they been yeah. finding you? Yeah. There it yeah. is. <laughs> he is not. He, he doesn't look too happy, but. If you want to find him, just find him. Maybe, maybe because I tagged you in a couple of those. Um, yeah, I might have something to do with it. Yeah, I might have something to do with it. <laughs> Les, where can people find your traps? There's people that probably don't even know what that really means. So anyway, so if you're looking, you can find me at on Twitter at lessonsmore 78 and also on this podcast and our Sithly's YouTube channel. Yes, you can. And Tom Chansky, you are not here, but you can find him on Twitter at Tom Chansky. Also, he does a Patreon for every podcast out there. <laughs> well, he owns them all. So well, yeah, as well. he feels obligated. I get it. And you can find me at the Sith list. Um, and Eric, yeah, Eric's like, Hey man, I want to, I'm doing you last, Eric. I'm doing you last, man. Oh, I'm just stuff. glad you're doing me, my friend. Hey, uh, <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Eric Strathers. Check out my other podcast, the bad motivators. It's not as good as this one. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Again, thanks for listening to us for episode number 262. We'll be back with a special guest next week. Chris Fresh is coming on. And maybe it's time for him to be involved with a Nabu. Perhaps. Oh, That'll just, just when. Uh, on. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> Imagine we'll catch you next week on episode number 263 of The Sith List.
Oh, nobody's just saying anything. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I can't hear a damn thing. Just nobody's uh-huh. saying a word. Right. Boo told us to be quiet. I did? No, Boo did. He said, oh. be quiet. I'm trying to do my sound check. <laughs> oh, shit, Boo. Shut He's up. demanding like that, you know? Shut up. Mm-hmm. Oh.